Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Day dawned on March 27, 2023 in Middle Tennessee with the red buds blooming, the songbirds trilling, and the gentle breeze blowing under crystalline springtime skies. There was little portent of what the unfolding of the day might bring. Several committees had gathered and were diligently working on preparations for the upcoming stated meeting of the Nashville Presbytery of the PCA. The senior pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church, Chad Scruggs, was in one room. Several of his elders were in the next room over, and suddenly, unexpectedly, our deliberations were interrupted by a flurry of calls and texts. There was an active shooter at Covenant's school facility. We emptied into the hallway, stricken, eyes clouded with unbelief, horror, grief. Spontaneous cries of supplication and intercession went up. The Covenant men hurried on their way back to the church. The rest of us began a frenzied monitoring of the news while contacting our own flocks and families to mobilize prayer. Our worst fears were realized. A disturbed young woman armed with assault weapons and a seething hate shot her way into the well-secured building and proceeded to take the lives of three nine-year-old students and three adults before the Nashville Metro Police were forced to stop the assailant with lethal force. One of the victims was the daughter of Pastor Scruggs. Grief gripped our entire community in shock as pundits and politicians attempted to make sense of the senseless. Across our presbytery, men and women gathered in their homes, schools, and churches to pray. We did not need to ask, why did this have to happen? Or why did this have to happen to us? We knew why. It was for precisely this sort of calamity that Jesus came in the first place. He came to deliver us from our sin and the corruption of this valley of tears. Moreover, he comforts us in our pain and sorrow. The truth is, evil is a present and horrible reality. Throughout all of human history, this is a truth that men and nations have had to take into account as they have dealt with one another, as they have conducted business, as they have passed laws, as they have built civil societies. The fall is the first and most basic insight of both anthropology and sociology. Evil exists. It wrecks havoc on our best laid plans and our sincerest intentions. The world is cursed by sin and populated by sinners. 
because of the fall. No one ever had to teach a child how to sin. No one was ever dependent upon a bad environment to learn how to be cruel or selfish or perverse. No one ever needed older siblings to show them the ropes of greed or pride or dishonesty. This natural inclination to sin is universal, and it is universally destructive. It is bent on perversity and wickedness, and thus runs roughshod over everything and everyone, including those who perpetrate evil in the first place. If left unrestrained, our fallenness morbidly embraces death, for there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The shattered landscape of the fall is all too familiar to us. Indeed, the calamity of evil clutters the pages of human history. Its pathos persistently torments the hodgepodge ideals of human hope. Replayed again and again and again, it has become a symbol of the end of man and of the end of his doing. In view of this present darkness, how should we then live? At the conclusion of the Apostle Paul's magisterial account of the redemption that is ours in Christ, he issues a cavalcade of practical applications, instructions, and imperatives in Romans chapter 12. Because the finished work of Christ has afforded us grace abounding, We are not to be conformed to this world, but instead, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we are to let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. We are to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer, We are to bless those who persecute us, bless and not curse. We are to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We are not to repay anyone evil for evil, but to give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on us, we are to live peaceably with all. The Apostle Paul then concludes saying, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That is our job. That is our great and glorious calling in the midst of this poor fallen world. That is the wonder of good news for a bad news world. Just hours after the shooting, Pastor Scruggs spoke of his beloved daughter, Hallie, expressing both the hope and the comfort of the gospel. We are heartbroken, he said. But through tears, we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus who will raise her to life once again. As the Heidelberg Catechism so beautifully declares, this is indeed our only comfort in life and in death. It is simply that, I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And so, we are able to affirm with the Apostle Paul, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need not lean on platitudes or empty phrases, for ours is the sure and certain promise that he will turn our mourning into dancing. He will loose our sackcloth and clothe us with gladness. Ours is the promise of light and life, dispelling darkness and death. All of us who are named by the name of Christ are heartsick over the horror our brothers and our sisters at Covenant and throughout Middle Tennessee are enduring. All of us are praying for comforts and consolations that uh, can only come from the treasure house of God's grace. All of us find ourselves laying hold of the very great and precious promises of the gospel for them and for ourselves. And so together, we repeat the refrain of the psalmist, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. That is both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net.